Welcome back to New Wave Therapy. Bob Burdekin here. I'm your host for this episode of The Best Kept Secrets in Supplements. And today's episode with Dan Young, a country doctor in Cheyenne, Wyoming, is titled, what is it called? Oh, yes, The Dirty Half Dozen. I do believe it has to do with nutrition, and it might even be things we're not even supposed to be eating. So, I hope you enjoy it. Talk to you later, and thanks for coming by. Okay, so Dan, how are things out in Shania now? You know what? We are staying just as busy as possible. Thank God we're staying active, seeing lots of people, and having a lot of fun in the process. Well, that's good. So today we're going to be talking about the dirty half dozen. You know, that almost sounds like a bad spaghetti western. It really, it really does qualify something like yeah. that. I think. Yeah. So why don't you tell us what the dirty half dozen is all about? When we think of the dirty half dozen. We are talking about the white sugar, okay. number one on the list, white sugar, then white flour, pasteurized dairy, pork products. And I know we all love bacon. Yeah. But we're going to talk about some pork products, foods, fried in oil, as well as margarine. Those are kind of the dirty half dozen that we in this country, because of the standard American diet, abbreviated as SAD, have been convinced by food manufacturers and mm -hmm. food marketers and really good snappy sales gimmicks to believe that those are foods are healthy for us and are going to be life-sustaining. But as people are going to realize after our discussion today, they are far from it. That's true. So true. Yes. So, yes. number one, let's go right one. in. I want you to share some of this too. I, today's video is so important. I have notes. Very have good. Of, not going to take a lot of time to get through them, but there's some key points that I want to make sure that all of the viewers understand that this is the way it is when it comes to these things. Number one on the hit list is white sugar. Oh, yes. Yes. Processed sugar is a dead food. Now tell me any living organism that can thrive by eating substances that are dead. Not going to happen. Far removed from what Mother Nature intended having no nutritional value, even though it tastes really good. We all know that. When white sugars consume, the body must immediately supply calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, manganese, silica, other vital nutrients and trace minerals in order to provide the nutrition to the body it needs to rid itself of this processed sugar. So it strips minerals from the body, okay, making it almost impossible for the body to process. In fact, it, we end up with a negative mineral deficit. It puts us into nutritional deficiencies every time we consume this. So this is Number one on the hit list, the average American in the United States is consuming approximately a half a pound a day of this substance. And we wonder why we have so much nutritional deficiency illnesses and lifestyle illnesses, anywhere from 
allergies to Alzheimer's, to cardiovascular disease, metabolic dysfunction, uh, microbiome problems. People that insist on having this one item on a regular basis are going to position themselves to have an unknown number of illnesses, including cancer, according to the Nobel Prize winning medical doctor, Otto Warburg, and you can look him up. I encourage you to do so. Yeah. That uh, this one substance alone, to give you a frame of reference for the viewers, in 1895, the average annual consumption of processed white sugar was about a half a pound a year. And today, with the standard American diet and the food pyramid, which guarantees you will stay sick if you eat that way at all in any way, shape, or form guarantees that you're getting about a half a pound, maybe a little more every day. So that's number one on the hit list. When most people don't even realize where they're getting it from, it's, it's used as a preservative in some packaging, you know, it's in 99% of the soft drinks. And now the soft drinks are trying to come out and tell us how they re got rid of a lot of sugars. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, mm -hmm. The truth of the matter is they've been allowed to rename sugar a different. Exactly and hide it in the small print. Remember as a consumer, you and I were taught this decades ago, the big print on the front of the label giveth, something like that, nice yep. and pretty, uh -huh. but the small print taketh away. Uh -huh. Pay attention to the small print. That's, that's where the truth is. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably the most misunderstood example of, of, of food that's not good for you. Yeah. And again, it's in a lot of things, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables are also going to have a fructose concentration to them. But when they're eaten in whole food sources, the fiber and the minerals help to offset it. Right. But when you have, I'll tell you the number one food that you should avoid at all costs. First thing in the morning is a glass of orange juice with cereal mm -hmm. and a, and a muffin. Right, <laughs> that's that's the worst food on the planet. You're, you're uh, now I know birth because biscuits are healthy, but other than that, I mean, when when you do that kind of breakfast, you're talking about you're you're halfway or two thirds of the way through the list. You shouldn't be eating anyways. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yes, white sugar number one on the hit list. Right. Number two, white flour and white flour products. You know what used to be called the staff of life, right? Exactly. Many years ago, when I was a little boy, what happens is after they harvest the wheat and they send that wheat to the mill, which by the way, now we're dealing with genetically modified protein versions exactly. of wheat. Yes, yes. Okay. So that's a whole other different problem. What happens is they remove the outside of the wheat bran, and they also remove the oil wheat germ, which is where the real nutrition is. And there we're left with this white starch laden piece of gluten. And that's all we're left with. And the reason people are showing so many signs of gluten sensitivities and gluten has gotten such a bad rap in recent years is because of the way the grains, oats, wheat, corn, that type of thing have been processed, barley, have been processed to the point that that's all they're giving a person is some starch with gluten. Right. And, and we've all been, we genetic, they all been GMO'd anyway. And the genetically modified portions on top of that. So what happens is... In the bigger picture, long-term exposure is every time we eat a white flour, mm -hmm. a processed grain, it is almost like a paste. If you take, we've all taken oats or a little bit of flour 
and put it in water, it makes a sticky paste. It's so sticky that many, many years ago, they used to use it to hang wallpaper in homes. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's how sticky this is. Well, every time you ingest a little bit of this, you eat it in the daily diet. As it travels through that 26 foot of piping, it leaves a little residue of a sticky gluten nature of starch. Then it's covered in fecal matter, a little bit of mucus. Next day, a little more white pasty substance covered with fecal matter and mucus and on and on and on. The human body, because of the 26 foot of piping and the surface area of a tennis court can handle a little bit of abuse every day for decades before it starts saying, look, I can't, this is not food. I can't perform by design the way you're treating me and the what you're feeding me. So, you know, and it starts giving us all kinds, a myriad of hundreds and hundreds of different seemingly unrelated physical symptoms just from this one product. So then number two yeah. on the hit list, avoid processed grains at all possible turning points in your diet. Avoid it like the plague. If you buy a whole wheat product only, and if you eat only whole wheat products, 30% of all those are still processed as a white flour substance. So you just have to be very picky. Quinoa, great substitute. Look at things like millet, Ezekiel, the darker the bread, the better. Small portions, okay. These are the things we have to pay attention to, but that is number two on the hit list. Number three. Are we ready? We're, we're more than ready. We're more than ready. Yes, best. Number three is pasteurized dairy products. You know, when we were growing up as kids, we had access to cows and goats and we got it directly from the producer, right? Not the middleman called of dairy gold or, or some of these other companies that are pasteurizing and homogenizing and killing what was a whole food and turning it into something the body can't process. That's our government hard at work again, too. Hard at work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is calcium in milk. No doubt about it. Before it's been pasteurized. Oh. During pasteurization, milk is heated to 160 degrees and all the natural occurring enzymes that made it and helped it be a whole food are actually killed at 117. Mm -hmm. So now we've got this protein that's been rendered inactive enzymatically. It's been denatured and it's been shrunk in its protein size to resemble really nothing much more than us. So if you're a cow milk drinker from the grocery store and it's been pasteurized, you're drinking basically protein pus. That's what you're getting in your diet. Seven mm -hmm. out of 10 people that drink milk on a regular basis have allergies to it and don't right. even know it. And you show me a child who has chronic stomach problems, ear infections, told that they need to have their tonsils and adenoids reduced, constipation, skin issues, and the list goes on and on. I'll show you a child who's dutifully drinking the cow pus once a day, usually for breakfast, and it is completely destroying their health. In fact, you feed a, cow, a gallon of pasteurized milk to a baby calf, and what happens with that baby calf is they'll develop what's called scours. Mm -hmm. They'll get sick, and if you insist on feeding that baby calf pasteurized cow's milk, you will kill them. It is right. not a healthy food. 
We're the only mammal on earth that thinks we need to give our kids milk after they've been weaned. <laughs> so it's not a good deal. The majority of childhood ear infections and allergies are always attributed to that. Avoid dyed cheeses also. Mm. If a child wants a little provolone, pepper jack, Havarti, a white cheddar, okay, a little bit, stay with the white cheeses. You can do much better. So that's number three on the hit list. Yeah. On to number four. Big number Fourth four. Product. Fourth product. This is fascinating. And I love when you and I get a chance to bring these topic up because it reminds me of some key points that I've actually forgotten. I've been teaching people this for 20 years. Arthritic cells in hogs. The arthritic concerns that people can have are found are very similar to the arthritic cells found in humans. So there continues to be some controversy as whether we gave it to the hog or the hog gave it to us. Without proper handling, proper processing and cooking temperatures, it is extremely difficult to kill a very common activity found in pork meat, which is parasitic activity. So these are things that we, uh, we look at. Obviously, in our history books, trichinosis was another thing that came about by people eating undercooked pork and meat products. So you want to watch that. And that's really the two biggest things that we find is people that eat a lot of pork products tend to be very achy, mm -hmm. kind of arthritic, and they're definitely exposing themselves with the commercial flocks, especially the, uh, the harmful nature of picking up some environmental parasite activity, even though that pair that uh, pork meat has been cooked thoroughly, it doesn't kill the eggs. It'll kill the adults, but it just wasn't, won't kill the eggs. So. Another thing the veterinary medicine people don't like to admit that actually pork or pigs, when they get ulcers, it's identical to our own. Yes. And they can actually fix an ulcer with a pig in one or two visits yep. and look how long that the, the medical profession drags it out in people. Yeah. Well, again, we have a disease management system. Of yeah. cares. So, it's just keeping them busy. You know, here's, here's your private sec. We'll see you in six months. Right. Number four. It's number four, number five. Number four. Number four. I do believe Isn't it? margarine margarine. Let's see. We'll have white sugar. We've got white flour, pasteurized products, pork, and now margarine, number five. You know, when I was a kid, I mean, when I was like four and five, that's when margarine first started coming out. And you used to buy it in a brick, and it came with a little yellow pill. And you broke open the pill, and that's what gave it the yellow color. And that, right away, I kind of looked at it kind of strange, like, why are you buying this? You know, <laughs> it's not really yellow <laughs> until you add the color. And I never, yeah. ever liked it. You know, it was just terrible. So and do you remember that? You remember the name of that very first margarine product? I don't know. Oleo. Okay. Hey. Remember? Oleo margarine. Okay, yeah, that's right. Jump uh -huh. it together and yeah. put it out Go. on a plate. Now it's yellow fat and people will eat it. Right. Might as well go out and buy a tub of lard. Here's what people have been conditioned to think. Don't eat butter. Butter is high in cholesterol. 
okay? Yes, butter is a little higher in cholesterol, but the body can metabolize butter. Butter does not clog the arteries. There are no studies that suggest it can. Margarine contains trans fatty acids. The body cannot metabolize its trans fatty acids. It can only store it in the arteries. According to the New England Journal of Medicine in 2006, from a nutritional standpoint, the consumption of trans fatty acids results in considerable harm, but no apparent benefit. So, people that are eating margarine, even that stuff that says, can't believe it's not butter, believe right. it. It's not butter. It's not butter, no. I'll tell you the one we love. I don't know about you and Bertha, but the one we love is Kerrygold. Yeah. I love Kerrygold and the gold label. Mm -hmm. It's an Irish whip butter. Right, Irish whip butter, exactly. I'll tell you what, man. You can take a brick of that, peel it like a banana, and eat it right out of the container. It's that good. Yeah. I eat a ton of butter on a weekly basis. Last time my cholesterol was checked, it was 171. Yeah. If anything, I'd like mine a little bit higher. I know. Foods fried in oils. This one's an interesting one. Foods fried in oils. Good old French fries, huh? Yeah. Oils that have been cold pressed are considered a fatty acid. When it's heated enough to fry foods in, it converts from a fatty acid, which is nutritious, again, to a trans fatty acid. Mm -hmm. Again, something the body cannot metabolize. It parks it in the arteries, produces a ton of damage to the body at the cellular level, increases free radical activity, interrupts hormone responses, disrupts immune system function, interferes with digestive function, and is like gas on a fire with most people who already have or tend to be an inflammatory response, like the arthritic case. Right. Who've been eating too much pork from commercial flocks, then they hurt, then they take some trans fatty or the fatty acids and convert it to a trans fatty acid by using fried oiled foods, and they really have a problem. So there's your top key thing with the fried oils. You know that if you can use low heat mm -hmm. with avocado or Coconut oils that have a higher heat tolerance and don't convert from a fatty acid to a trans fatty acid. Right. Then, then you low cook your vegetables, low cook some things, saute them or saute them in water, strain them, put them in the bowl, the serving bowl, and add a tab of butter while they're hot. Mm -hmm. Stir that in. Add a couple of tablespoons of coconut oil or avocado oil to stir it and kind of give it that oily kind of flavor right. sensation without converting those things from a fatty acid to a trans fat. These are very simple things. They're easy to do, and they can make a world of difference to your health. Mm -hmm. I think the last thing on the list was, last thing on the list talked about microwaves. Yeah, using microwaves, not, yes. Not really a food, but food preparation. It does a lot of damage to the food. Radiolytic compounds, if you go to... If you go to Dr. Mercola's site and type in radiolytic compounds, there is a plethora of data, scientifically backed, researched and reviewed, published some of it in PubMed, that will support the 
tragic, devastated. First of all, let's follow me on this. So you take the food that's been genetically modified, then you denature it, and then you put it into a radiation machine and completely convert in the protein into a compound that the body can't even identify. Mm-hmm. Talk about escalated free radical activity and to the point of promoting, promoting cancers in the body. And that's what you have by using microwaves. Right. Use convection ovens, a convection oven, or people can go online. You might include a link with your description if you wish. They're called Hot Logic. I okay. use one in the clinic. It's an actual little hot plate, thermal zipper shut. I can take one of my meals that's been prepped or leftover that's in glass, throw it in there, plug it in at 11 o'clock, and by noon, I have a piping hot meal ready to eat, has, been, has not been damaged or denatured even more, <laughs> and it's not overheated, Okay, but it's nice and hot. It's ready to eat, and doesn't damage the food even further to where my body can't identify it from some plastic or some other kind of protein right. that's been denatured. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's our gang of the, the dirty half dozen. Then, the huh? dirty half dozen. Let's review it and make sure I didn't miss anything here. I don't think I did, but let's make sure we got a lot of notes here. White sugar. Yeah. White flour. You're good. Asterized dairy. Check. Pork. Good. Foods fried in oil. Yeah. Margarine. Margarine. So we gave a little extra pearl on the, uh, on the, uh, electronic wonder machine. Yeah. And, uh, so those, if we can, and I know that that sounds challenging and for most people it is busy lives. These are convenience foods we're talking about, but Hey, if you're serious about getting your health back, you've yeah. got to do some incremental improvements, just increments over right. time. And be aware that those are the types of foods and food sources, food groups that are literally destroying people's health all across the country. It is preventable, but we just have to take some responsibility, be consistent, put forth a little effort, be patient, and give it three to six months. You can have a totally different lifestyle in place. Well, that's, you know, that's just a little bit of common sense. Yeah. So, the anyway. The simplest things are the most empowering. It is. So simple. I know you, you have convinced a lot of people to go that route and have actually changed their lives, changed their families' lives. And you've been a real benefit to your part of the country and your dad was as well, you know? Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, so I guess that pretty well wraps it up today. I know that people will keep punching those buttons, making sure that we get all the likes and get torn, tossed around to other people to tell other people. And just keep building and building and building. And that's what we're going to keep doing. So until As next my week. Friend likes to, like my friend likes to say, share, like, and subscribe. Thank you that's right. Exactly. So until next week, when Dan and I will present a little bit more about the best kept secret in supplements. Said it right that time. Be safe and be healthy. Thanks for coming by.